I think of it as you leaving your old self behind. You're tuned in to Not Now, Not Never, the podcast where we seek perspective, not perfection. In this episode, we cover embracing the new and leaving behind what no longer serves us. We launched two episodes and now going into episode three, I realize we have not yet to introduce ourselves, share a little bit about our upbringing, who we are, what we do, what are our passions. And so thought it would be a good idea, if not episode one, why not three, to do that. <laughs> why not? I mean, the third time is the charm, right? That's what they say. The third time is the charm, or is it? I guess we'll never know. Maybe not now. Or not never. <laughs> so Chanel, what, what would you like the people to know? Um, okay, so I'm Chanel. Hi. Um, I have lived in New York for like 13, 14 years now. Um, I have worked in women-owned and operated businesses for almost as long. It's something I'm very passionate about. Um, you know, girl power. Love it. Uh, and I'm also very passionate about like local, my local community, all about, you know, volunteering to do trash pickup in the neighborhood, volunteering for local politicians, something that's very important to me. Um, and I guess I hope to eventually write some books, write some Hallmark movies. I always torture Emily with my different <laughs> cheesy movie ideas. Um, she loves it. And yeah, I am Mexican and Colombian, Mexican on my mom's side, Colombian on my dad's side. Um, and yeah, I don't speak Spanish, but I don't think, you know, that doesn't make me any less Latina. It's just, you know, the price of assimilation. And uh, yeah, and that's me. I love that. Yeah, I think what can we do when all we've been taught is to assimilate to, you know, make it far. But that's a whole nother topic. That is literally um, a whole other episode, 100%. <laughs> I guess, yeah, a little bit about me. My name is Emily, although I hate it. Um, <laughs> Wait, hold on, you hate your name? I just think that I'm such an odd person, maybe yes. even a little weird, but I just feel like Emily does not fit me, or maybe it does, I don't know, but when I, I didn't realize I started hating my name until I went to high school. So I went to high school, LaGuardia, the fame school, performing arts, ha ha ha, for vocal. And that was the first time that I was getting out of the Bronx. It was very diverse. And I just felt that everyone had the name Emily. And everyone who was named Emily just, I don't know, I just felt like it wasn't me. I didn't fit that group of Emilys. And so I was just like, y'all need to start calling me M or something, whatever's natural to you. But also growing up, everyone always would call me something other than Emily. So I never felt attached to the name. Um, I just think now more recently, I'm starting to embrace it and like it more. But I think, yeah, you name it. Some people call me Elms. Some people call me M. Some people call me Emma. Some people call me M Dalla. Oh, okay. You know, M Chains even. Oh, are you related to my cat, Two Chains? Two Chains, which you did not share that. You have a cat named Two Chains. 
I do. I do. Um, I got him like 12 years ago, which explains the name, I feel. Um, but wait, did you ever see? Okay, so I was like definitely the 10-year-old shopping in Hot Topic. Um, did you did you ever see those shirts that had like that girl, Emily the Strange on them? Yes. Yes. I have a friend, Penelope, who was probably the first person who introduced me to that uh, character. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's relatable. Okay, so um, your name is Emily and you hate your name and you went to LaGuardia. What else? Yeah, I'm a classically trained opera singer. Really? Which is so random. Yeah. Oh my God, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, there's a few genres that were taught in high school. Um, I did not pursue it in college though. Mm -hmm. I went into communications and journalism, but yeah, a little bit about me. My elevator pitch, I guess. I don't know. It's between like sophisticated ratchet or okay. how I like to call it, elegant chaos. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been born and raised in the Bronx. So I am a New York bread and butter. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, but yes. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I. my name is Emily. I hate my name. I like to go by nicknames because I feel like they're, they are a term of endearment. Um, born and raised in the Bronx, Puerto Rican and Dominican. Um, been here all my life. It's all I know. It's what I've rep. You're. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, just like you, I like, I'm really passionate about my community. I'm always supporting kind of the locals, I'm always supporting my friends. Um, things that I'm passionate about is really creating safe spaces and just like experiences for people to engage with one another that normally wouldn't engage with one another. I think mm -hmm. I'm the person in the room that always wants to make sure everyone feels comfortable and feels seen and feels heard. Um, so however that comes about, whether it's through creativity, through socializing, um, I feel like I'm really passionate about that. I love to cook. I have my baby dog, Marlo. Aww. Um, I am a serial monogamous. <laughs> I've been in many long-term relationships, not many, I should say, but a few. Um, and I am currently going through a journey of self-discovery outside of my relationships um, and just trying to figure out who is Emily at the age of 30, going into 31 in two weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. Love that. And what are your hopes and dreams? Ooh, hopes and dreams, I mean, is to never have to work corporate. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I think honestly, I would love to eventually have as most people, or maybe not most people, but some people I talk to, a coffee shop, a little coffee, oh, uh -huh. vinyl records everywhere, good music playing where there's always uh, open mic nights. And um, I come from the hospitality industry. So I know you mentioned you worked for women owned businesses, but I was doing hospitality in New York, which for those who can relate, it was a wild, wild thing. <laughs> yeah, not for the week. Definitely not for the week, but has definitely shaped me to who I am and led me to the profession that is HR. Um, 
worked in startups, which I love, specifically healthcare startups. But I think, yeah, hopes and dreams is to eventually be able to support myself, not work for anybody else, and do the things that fill my cup on the daily. We love that. I actually have always wanted to own a pharmacy. Oh, tell me more. I've always wanted to own a pharmacy. Not that I think that owning a pharmacy is hard work, but it's not outdoors work. Um, I've always wanted to own a pharmacy where we have like really um, amazing different like K-Skin Beauty stuff, French beauty brands, just like really nice stationery from uh, artists, like artists, just like a lot of like handmade goods in addition to like hot Cheetos and Diet Coke um and just like all of those things and then i've also always like right like the dream would be my pharmacy and then right next door like a little grocers with all the different charcuterie options uh different like nuts olive oils wines all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. i have more in-depth ideas that i'm not sharing with the public but i'll voice note you guys after this down. So I think we can put our brains together because, you know, not now, not never. Mm -hmm. So Emily, should we tell the people how we met? Because I think it's kind of interesting that we are doing this podcast because, you know, it has been, I feel like it's been a good amount of time that we've been friends Yeah. now, but it's kind of crazy, like how quickly time has gone by. I know. I remember how we met like it was yesterday. So um, we all started at this company. We meaning Yumi and Rina. I was the first one to start. Then shortly after it was, I believe you and Rina started at the same time. Um, and at the time I was managing this clinic and we all had different roles, but kind of intersected with our roles and so we were just like hey new hires me being hr avi y'all want to go for lunch because it's your first week we went to shake shack and had a love a mutual love for fries and burgers and the rest was history emily do you want to tell the people what you initially thought about me before we got to know each other I thought a lot of things. I always get a good first impression of people, but of course you and your Scorpio energy, I just <laughs> could not, I could not read you. I wasn't sure if you were just like a person that, I don't know, you just didn't care for anyone in terms of just like, I'm here to do my job. I don't want to make friends. God forbid. It's either you help me succeed in my role or you get lost. I don't have the time. <laughs> that was kind of the first impression. Eventually, I realized, nope, we just all had underlying anxiety. <laughs> and so our delivery was very short sometimes and curt. Um, or we would just like get confused. But I blame Slack. I blame Slack. I was like, this person's gonna judge me because I'm too, I don't know, I wouldn't say gangsta, but I am <laughs> from the Bronx and I have a little bit of a New York accent. And sometimes I slur my speech, I can't say words properly. And Chanel, your pronunciation is on point. So I was like, yeah, I think she's gonna judge me. 
Ma'am, you wore blazers. I definitely did not think you were a gangster. I mean, maybe gangsters wear blazers. Who knows? Gangsters do wear blazers. Okay. Anyone who knows me, I will wear a blazer to anything if I can. <laughs> Noted. Um, I will let you wear a blazer to my wedding. Or the 40th birthday if they're still in. Whichever one happens. <laughs> both. Both. Let's do it. Um, dead. Well, just so everyone knows, I liked Emily immediately. My first impression of you, I actually thought you were much older because you are like so much more mature than me in like a workplace setting. Now I know that's not <laughs> the case. Um, but you are much more mature than me in a workplace setting for sure. Um, and yeah, I think we just like started hanging out. I mean, we've been friends for five, like going on five years now. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think what's really interesting about our friendship with, um, the three of us again, like you, myself and Rena, who is not on this podcast. Um, and I just think that like it, the kind of conversations that we have is very, I don't think a lot of people have the kind of conversations that we have. So we're always like, you know, talking about different topics and just kind of going in, looking at both sides of the picture and just kind of trying to, I don't want to say play devil's advocate because I fucking hate that shit. We do try to see things from um, either end. And I just think it's interesting. Like I'll, I'll always ask you guys, like, what's your opinion on X, Y, Z thing? And you guys will tell me and it'll get very um, philosophical. I think that's something that's really interesting about our friendship. Yeah, I love it. I felt like with our friendship, we were, I felt very seen and just heard and not judged. And that was refreshing, especially, you know, kind of wrapping up my 20s and about to go into my 30s. I felt like from 25 to 30, I didn't really come across friendships like that. Even the friendships that I had 10 plus years. But I also think it became, it created more awareness for me where I was just like, okay, I'm the problem. I have to break patterns. I have to create the safe spaces for people to even be a little bit vulnerable with me. And I think you and Rena held me accountable to that because I was also someone, I am someone who is very private but I realized like no one can do things alone. You need your people, you need your tribe um, to get through things, to go through the hardships, to level set, to give you perspective. Um, and I felt that I just really valued your perspective. It was something that either wasn't telling me, like you never sugarcoat things, which I love. Um, <laughs> never will tell me what I want to hear. You'll tell me what I need to hear and that's crucial. Um, cause yeah, I don't want to be around yes people. I want to be around people who, who are going to challenge me and I want to keep those people, you know, in my circle for as long as I can. And I think that speaks to us being friends for five years. Um, you know, you know, Marlito, I know two chains, we spend holidays together. We're doing it all. We're doing it all. And I think it's nice. And also we talk every single day. And I think sometimes we also can normalize that. I think we hear a lot about, oh, there's never not enough time in the day for me to like maintain relationships. But if you really, if it really means something to you, I feel like you will make that effort. Yeah. Even if it's just like a hi, I'm here. I saw I'm going through things. 
we'll catch up and we'll catch up. Yeah. But I think we'll make an effort to just be either consistent in some way or just present in whatever that means to you. So. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, you know, and that's not to say that like, it's so, it's so hard, right? Like it's a, it's definitely a delicate balance where on one end, like if it means something to you, you're going to respond, but also sometimes you're going to miss a text message or two or seven with the way we text all day long. Um, but I know that like eventually you'll catch up. What's weird is like, you know, even if you are having a super busy day and like Rena and I are going back and forth on like a full on thing, you never really miss anything. Like, even if I know that I didn't get a response from you, I never have to catch you up. Yeah. Like, so I, I never had, like, we never talk about it later. And you're like, oh, wait, what? So it shows that you're listening. Yes. Um, yes, yes. And I think, boom, that's a lesson within itself. Never listen to respond. Just listen. Yeah. Just listen. And so. Don't listen to respond. Listen so someone doesn't have to repeat. Yes, 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 yes. Don't get me started on repeating myself. Because <laughs> that's very triggering, Chanel. <laughs> I hate repeating myself. No, that there's nothing more irritating. Biggest pet peeve. Biggest pet peeve. And it's just like, were you not fucking listening? <laughs> Do you not hear me when I speak? speak yep yep do we need to go to the ent do i need to leave sticky notes everywhere to remind you i don't know because i don't fucking like that that is not aesthetic <laughs> that is not aesthetic <laughs> <laughs> no seriously though that such a good yes yes such a good takeaway look at you so insightful but yes, I appreciate you right back. Yes, yes, yes. My friend. <laughs> so yeah, so that's us. In a nutshell. In a nutshell. <laughs> Two peas in a pod. Two peas in a podcast. <laughs> okay. I will say if whoever is listening, just know that you'll continue to hear my corny jokes. I'm a very corny person, okay? I am the knee slapper, cheesy, corny person. Or should I say friend? <laughs> Both. I like, I like love a pun. Puns rule. Yes, I was going to say something, but you see, I stopped myself in that. You were like, you know what? This is not socially recommended. You know that. <laughs> I'm going to start using that line. <laughs> okay, Emily. So this week we are diving into embracing newness. Have you been embracing newness lately? Have I been embracing newness lately? Yes, 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 yes. At least my journey started, I want to say some point last year where it started to become the year beginning of 2022, mm -hmm. where I started like just questioning everything. Um, you know, I was on the verge of being laid off, like by the springtime. Um, I really wanted to do my best, you know, because this was a job and company that I felt like really seen and worthy to be a part of. Mm -hmm. um, 
but you know, eventually I then asked myself like, without this job or without this role um, or even the company, you know, I kept lingering whether or not, am I gonna be able to let my guard down and be open enough to embrace the newness and what's to come if I can't control like the outcome? And so like embracing the unknown is something that makes me nauseous. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think like anyone who knows me knows I've always been like, or tried to be the perfect kid with like perfect attendance, um, you know, like first honors, overachiever, extra credit, blah, blah, blah. But mm -hmm. now I'm 31 and going through all of these jobs, I realize none of that matters. I can't control the future. And so even just being present was like something that was new for me. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'm just embracing that. And I'm just always questioning and asking myself, like when the titles and the roles are stripped from like, let's say your identity even, like, what do you want to be known for? What do you want to yeah. be remembered by? Um, so yeah, those are kind of those questions that come up every day. And I just really started to reflect. And that again was also like, something new for me, just taking some time back to just ask myself, like, how do I want to continue to show up in this lifetime? You know, through embracing the newness, I was starting to learn how to separate my sense of self from my personal relationships. And I mean that in like friendships, I mean that in partnerships, whether it was um, familial, you name it. How would you say you were presenting yourself as in those roles? And like, what is different now? I was a people pleaser. I was doing any and everything to just make sure I was keeping the peace. I started kind of stripping myself again of those titles too and those roles and asking myself like, who am I? What do, who do I want to become? How mm -hmm. do I want to transform? How do I want to challenge myself? Okay, well, how are you um, stripping those old way, like those old versions of you, let's say? So one, I, I really tried to confront myself in realizing that when I was a people pleaser, um, I started asking myself, like, is this how I truly want to show up? Is this filling my cup? Am I doing it for me or am I doing it for them? Mm -hmm. And once I started asking myself all of these questions in every daily interaction or anything that I decided to like pour myself into, I started realizing all the no's. I realized, wow, I was never being true to myself. I wasn't being authentic to myself. And so then I started questioning like just all my relationships, like the quality of them. What was I overlooking? Was I, did I, I outgrow them? Am I who I say I am? It was just, well, you know, I'm sure everyone has those moments. You can have them, whether you turn a new, you enter a new decade or it's just a milestone or I don't know, but this was definitely the year for me. And eventually you'll start to see how all of the decisions I've made this year are going to, I would say, blossom into next year. And what are some of those like big changes you've made? 
going the traditional route as a lot of people expected of me. <laughs> um, just, you know, being the girl that goes to school, graduates, is not the problem child, and getting married and then eventually having kids, which, you know, is not my reality. Not your reality, meaning what? My reality is that, you know, I questioned the thought of whether or not I wanted to even have kids, but I think I realized I do want to be a mother eventually and, you know, have all the babies. Um, but just right not right now, it's not sunshine and rainbows. Um, there are hardships. And with those hardships, sometimes come hard decisions. And decisions can be choosing to choose yourself. Just really trying to embrace the unknown and hope that whatever journey is set out for you, you're going to welcome it with gratitude. And I think that's how I'm gonna be ending my year is a year in review with gratitude. Um, Just thankful for the things that I do have and I get to do Mm -hmm. uh, on a daily basis. But I think, you know, with lots of loss comes gain. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm looking forward to see all the new gains I'm gonna get for 2024. (laughs) (laughs) the gps of life will not leave you behind hey 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 they it's just it stops along the way yeah um so more to come on that i think you have decided to stick to a mostly safe road and then it wasn't bringing back the return that you wanted and so you were like okay let's just try something new and that's been that's brought on like some amazing challenges for you, like that have helped you gain a lot of perspective and insight. Um, and I feel like even though you chose the safe route, life was like, okay, no, <laughs> wrong again, but that's okay. We're still offering you another opportunity to try again something new. No, seriously, it was like, okay, girl, dust yourself off and try again. Okay, because honestly, I just kept getting redirected, mm-hmm. like reacclimate and ask myself, what do you want? And are you happy? And do you feel like this is filling your cup? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, everything for me at that time started to feel like it needed to be purposeful to make space in my life. And if it wasn't purposeful, like I just did not want to commit or make space for it. Again, redirection, the GPS of life kept navigating me to just say, Hey, this is, this is the direction. Okay. There's always Mm going to be two paths, but you ultimately need to listen to your intuition and go. And so once I started kind of like, just, I guess, feeling more confident in my decisions and just like my thought process, I was like, F it, let's go. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's time, it's time. And so- um, And now you're addicted. Now you're like, let's go and do all these other things. Yeah, and ironically it happened when I happened to turn 30 and I love that my birthday is like, you know, save the best for last, it's the last month of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get to then start the new year with the new age. So I'm definitely excited to embrace that as well. Yeah, I think that's really exciting. I'm happy for you. Thanks, friend. <laughs> You're welcome, friend.
So I should ask you, how have you been embracing kind of newness in all areas of your life, whether it's self, life, family, career, love? Oh, love. <laughs> um, no, I think I'm really leaning in to um, making my own community like here. So, you know, I've lived here for 13 years and I always, I've always known like I want to live in New York. That's where I want to like be an adult at that's why I want to be like I want to be an old person here I want to be an adult here like all the things and I feel like I've just been really kind of it's not necessarily new but having a new way of being um a friend to people just like okay this is where I live I have to do the things here. I have to like volunteer at my local, like for my local politician. I have to build really strong friendships that are here and just kind of, I've had long time friendships, but I never usually have very deep friendships. Um, I think it's because I'm a Scorpio and I'm very secretive <laughs> and I'm all about knowing everything about you, but you don't really need to know anything about me. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to not be that way. Um, just by like having like deeper friendships and just like showing up for people and kind of recognizing that there have been people in my life for for a very long amount of time who have always just like not necessarily been like a friend who I hang out with all the time, but they always try to hang out with me or, you know, there's nothing wrong with them. There's no reason why I am not reacting to them or engaging with them. It's just like, I don't know. I can be really selfish with my time a lot of the time. Yeah. And um, yeah. So I'm just like, you know what? So-and-so is a really good person and they always invite you out to go do things. Go fucking invite them to do something. And so that's kind of the wave I've been on. And I feel like that's like a way that people kind of um, miss out on friendships by being too scared to hang out with someone new. Yeah um by making like either by like not saying yes to the invite or not making the first move on like an outing and just not like you know if you want to see a movie like i'm all about seeing a movie by yourself but maybe you could also go invite that person from your office who like always kind of lingers near you whenever you guys are hanging out so yeah yeah i think it's important to just like take initiative every now and then um, or as often as you feel comfortable, but like mm -hmm. also challenging yourself to get out of your comfort zone. And I think um, part of me like trying to embrace the newness or embrace the unknown is, you know, asking myself, like, what ways do I want to be different than the relationships I saw either growing up or mm -hmm. that I, you know, recently had and maybe didn't have like a desirable outcome? Um, and then ultimately for me, then it goes back to like, what kind of morals and values do I stand by? Um, and how would I like to embody that? And again, how do I like to show up? How do I want to be remembered? Um, what impact do I want to have on someone, let alone their day? And so kind of like you said, extending kind of that olive branch to just be like, hey, I'm here. Do you want to hang? Do you want to, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And you can make like really easy, non-committal 
plans with someone like, hey, um, do you want to go grab a coffee or like something that's timed, like a movie or a um, like a like what are those things called? Like a gap, not a gallery opening, but like a, a thing. An art show. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> Um, I guess just like any kind of like shit, like timed show that's happening at like a museum or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always the person that let's do it all. And when I say all, we can go hear a saxophone playing. We can go to the jazz club. Like I used to work at an off Broadway theater and they had jazz night every Thursday. And I was like, what, 17, like listening to this jazz music on a Thursday after being in high school all day. Like, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm down for it all. But then also I was like, let's go to the club and let's dance. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but then also I was like, okay, we could go to Six Flags. We can just have a sleepover. No, I really want to go to Six Flags. Chuck E. Cheese, whatever. Is he still a Charles Entertainment Cheese? Is he still around? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So it sounds like we are both embracing new ways of life, new ways of thinking, um, has there, but like, you know, with newness, there are things that are old, things that we're leaving behind. Um, have you been leaving anything behind? Are you growing through anything right now? <laughs> um, yeah, I think I started to leave um, myself a little bit behind. I feel like I'm in between this phase of like an old version of me versus a new version of me that's kind of coming to life. And it's part of that journey of um, embracing the newness, embracing the unknown, not controlling kind of the outcomes and just really letting things flow as they're meant to be. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, really believing what everyone keeps saying is like, um, what's meant for me won't pass me. And so just really embracing the lessons that's coming, just living in the present moment. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think, yeah, I, I keep telling myself like, girl, you gotta get it together before you get together. And so just like making a, con a conscious effort for me to separate myself, especially from like personal relationships. So that's part of some things that I'm like leaving behind. Has there been anything that's kind of like brought on like wanting this change? Um, yeah, I think it started with almost being laid off. I think, oh, okay. yeah, I was, I was a workaholic. I am a workaholic, a recovering workaholic, I should say. Um, I don't know. I think, yeah, it just started with me almost losing my job, which then made me feel not worthy um and just i don't know i felt like a failure a little bit mm -hmm. and you're at your lowest of lows you just start questioning everything which unfortunately that shouldn't always be the case like hardship shouldn't be the reason why you're trying to push yourself to grow mm -hmm. but i was just trying to be optimistic but then eventually I, it just became like toxic positivity or i guess what the biggest lesson that kept reappearing for me was just a matter of i have to make space Mm -hmm. And so I have to let things go mm -hmm. and to be people, things that are just no longer serving this next phase of my growth. Mm -hmm. um, 
And it was crazy because I just kept getting reminded daily and it was taking physical tolls on me. And it was just like everywhere I looked and every person I encountered, it was just, there was, I don't know, these epiphanies that kept coming about. And I just started listening more into my intuition and then things just started happening. And yeah, I am not the person who I was in January. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, I feel like I went through a major like shakeup when my long-term relationship ended two years ago, or I guess three, three, almost three now. Yeah. Um, you know, we were like living together and the same week that he moved out, I also got COVID and I was just like in Washington Heights, like in a one bedroom with my cat, just like, okay, like what does this look like now? Um, Cause I was thinking like, I was just gonna stay up in like that same apartment that I had been in for 10 years and just, um, kind of like sticking to the status quo of like what I was doing. Like it's hard when working from home, um, you know, cause I was just like, okay, am I just gonna stay in my apartment all day long? Cause there really wasn't, um, like I didn't have any friends who like lived up there. Um, there wasn't really a lot going on for me up there, at least not after 10 years. And I really wanted to like, like, you know, there, I definitely believe in that saying, no matter where you go, there you are. Um, it's like meaning you can change where you're at physically, but if you don't change who you are internally, the same problems are still going to bubble up. Um, so while I fully believe that, I also believe change in scenery can like really jumpstart a person into making all these different changes in their life. Um, and I really think moving downtown just like really changed everything about me from how social I am now because I have more access to more people who I like to spend time with. Um, I go to like I go to F45 all the time, like, you know, four or five days out of the week now. Um, and even just like changing my apartment, I felt like I was able to like get rid of just like furniture that I had had since like my early 20s and like get big girl furniture and all the different things. Um, so yeah, I definitely understand like growing through hardship for sure. Yeah, honestly, I think what it came down to is just like you have to confront what's bothering you or just no longer serving you. Mm-hmm. So whether it's the scenery, whether it's the boyfriend, whether it's the job, um, I don't know, whether it's the friendship, you just, you know, have to start having the hard conversations, whether it's with yourself or that person or that thing, um, and trust that, you know, if there are any mistakes that are made, you're just learning from them, they become lessons, and just really try to give yourself grace so yeah. I will say though that like the friendship breakup is sometimes so much more detrimental than like the relationship breakup. Yeah. Have you ever had to go go through one? Um that's a good question. I feel like I go through phases with my friendships where either we'll disconnect for like a period of time, so I wouldn't call it a necessarily 
break up, but more so of a break where, I don't know, we either respect each other's space. But as I started growing, I realized that I do love my either interactions, whether whether they're like frequent or not, but they need to be just like meaningful and purposeful um, and not surface level. Like I just yeah. have surface level like interactions. And so I think there was a recent breakup kind of not really, or just like an agreement where this friend and I realized that maybe we're not on the same wavelength anymore. Mm -hmm. Like in terms of just interest, in terms of like how we communicate and, mm -hmm. I don't know, it was kind of like a hard conversation, but an easy conversation at the same time where it was just like a sense of relief where it's like, hey, it's okay that we outgrew each other and you know, I wish you well, but at the end of the day, I either like communicated my needs saying I needed a little more of this or I needed like, I would have appreciated you to be more available in this area. And then, you know, when you continue to see no action or no improvement after you did voice like some concerns or feedback, like, you know, you just do what you got to do and you move forward. And How do you introduce that? Like the conversation? Yeah. Honestly, I'm just, I'm such an open person. I think like, but again, I was telling my friend uh, Penelope this, like my response half the time is an HR response. Oh my God. <laughs> so like part of my daily job is to de-escalate uh -huh. and find common ground and be as neutral as possible. So I'm a person that will see things through and through, give someone the benefit of the doubt, um, and really just see all sides. I, yeah. So I think in these cases, I always approach it as that, an HR case where I'm just like, listen, I don't want any animosity to come from this, but then you can then see how people's true colors start to show because they'll either respond like from their ego, which means getting super defensive. And I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm being super cordial. Like we can meet up, my tone is all right. Like we're good. But then they just insist on having some sort of argument or like, I don't know, just disagreement, keep nitpicking, trying to make it negative versus moving forward positively. So yeah, what about you? Um, I think I've only ever had to have like two friendship breakups in life. Um, I'll say that I'm actually really good at keeping friends for a very long time. And I'm so lucky that those longtime friendships are also with people who grow as well. Because um, I wouldn't be able to keep a friend who um, grew like who stayed the same or like stayed stunted in any kind of way. Um, I will say that those friendship breakups were not cordial. We're definitely major blow ups, blowouts. Uh, Tell us more. <laughs> well, I mean, I just had like a friend and I can say that like, I can definitely say that it was both, her and I, who were the problem. I think that we just like, she would just do things that didn't really align with my beliefs. And I still really wanted to be her friend because I was like, well, you have so much fun when we hang out. And then I was later realizing like, every single time we'd hang out, we would be drinking. And then like, 
we'd get mad at each other about something, um, either her or I. Again, like I am not like the angel in this situation at all. Um, but yeah, I just didn't feel like she respected me um, as a person or as a friend. And she would just consider honesty being like, I'm, I'm being honest with you about this thing. So I'm going to be a bitch and tell you something really mean about about you versus like coming at it from like a place of um, like care. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't have that person in my life anymore and I'm so grateful for it that I know that I don't have these kinds of arguments that I had with her with anyone else. Um, so I'm glad it's not like something that I really need to work on or anything. Um, but it was really traumatic for a long time, especially because we share um, some mutual friends and like we live in the same neighborhood and all the different things. But um, I'm just so happy that she's happy in her world and that I'm happy in mine. Yeah, no, I think that's super important. At the end of the day, what is your intention? And if, you know, you're wishing well, you're putting good out there, then I'm a firm believer that comes back to you tenfold. And I just feel like it's okay to outgrow people. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it comes down to, especially like after a certain time of your life, like you said, I personally hate to see people complacent, but I'm also the friend that's going to, you know, push you or want to see the best for you. So would always either hold you accountable or, um, find ways to try and motivate you. But at the end of the day, we know it comes down to discipline and just really trying to be any sort of like glimmer of positivity and like, you can do it. <laughs> yeah. And I also wonder like, is that, and I'm not questioning you because I'm the exact same way, <laughs> but is that our place as friends, right? To like, you know, I can totally understand motivating someone, but what happens if no one has ever complained about where they are in life? Um, but maybe like they're living life that you don't necessarily agree with or think is helpful or beneficial or, you know, adding to their growth. When do, when, when, are, when does a friend step in? I mean, yeah, I think it comes down to holding someone accountable. I think I hope, that I create a safe enough space for my friends to feel vulnerable enough to either, you know, share whatever they're going through, but tell me like, what's the why behind this? And maybe it's not my place to know the why, mm -hmm. but as long as I can just bring them to like a level of self-awareness eventually for them to understand their why, then I feel like I've served my purpose. But if I can't get, them to that point, then I think it just comes down to like reevaluating and reassessing again, do I want this person in my life long term? Are we outgrowing each other? At the end of the day, like we said before, you know, friendships, any types of relationships, those are still commitments that you're choosing to show up, up in. If you know you can't fulfill whatever duty that is at whatever capacity, then you need to be honest with yourself and you need to be honest with that person. Yeah. Um, and maybe take a step back. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, it kind of goes back to that thing where 
life is short and you don't necessarily need to be the same person that you've always been. And if a friend who has been your friend for a really long time, you grew up together and you're just like no longer enjoying the things that you guys do together, like, you know, whether it's drinking, like drinking every weekend or you really want to try a new hobby, but they're not interested and they think it's like lame or whatever. Um, or you guys are just like no longer meshing um, emotionally, mentally or anything like that. I think it's the sooner you cut it off gently or tell the person like this is how I'm feeling and if we kind of stay within the same pattern, I'm not going to be able to continue being a friend with you. Like the sooner you um, confront it and confrontation is not a bad word, you know, confrontation is not uh, aggression. (laughs) Um, Translation of the day. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, As soon as you confront it, the sooner you get to like move on to like this next phase of life. Yeah. I think sometimes you just have to rip the band-aid off and get out of your own way. Um, And again, I think sometimes, yes, there's a time and place for honesty, but as long as you're being true to yourself, then that's all that matters. Thanks for joining this week's episode of Not Now, Not Never. Remember, it may not be for you now, but that doesn't mean it never will be.